It's Window Nation's semi-annual sale, and it's a big deal. Right now, get 50% off all windows along with no interest for five years plus bonus savings when you schedule a consult today. If your windows leak, get foggy or hot, or you're paying high utility bills, that's a big deal. With Window Nation's semi-annual sale, you can replace your windows and save a big deal, too. Schedule a no-obligation in-home estimate now. Call 866-90NATION or visit windownation.com. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. 94 WIP FM HD1 Philadelphia. From the Tasty Cake Studios. This is BGN Radio on Sports Radio 94 WIP. Hey, it is a uh, a lovely Saturday evening. There's uh, barely a cloud in the sky, really, and it is uh, 87 degrees. The we hope that the uh, the bourbon has been popped. The beer bottles are open. We are hanging out with you. It is BGN Radio on Sports Radio 94 WIP until 10 o'clock. James Elson, what's happening, pal? John, we forgot to pop the bourbon ourselves. That was a mistake by us. We've got. I, a, I didn't know that was on the table. I think so. there's a bottle of Woodford just hanging out right for <laughs> Mike DeFerry's behind the glass. Uh, keeping the keeping the beers warm. We're gonna have some fun tonight. It's game night. It's Saturday. Yes! Normally we're on in the afternoon, but we'll we'll play some games. So if you want to call in about any Eagles points, we're also gonna ask you just random Eagles and NFL questions as well. And Tafiri is gonna fire some at us uh, throughout the evening as well. So eight 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 seven two nine ninety four ninety four. If you want to get on board, I think the biggest takeaway from OTAs this week, and there's been a ton of buzz. It hasn't just been from. Our good friend uh, Brandon Lee Gowden, who is not here tonight. We miss you, Brandon. And I wonder if Noel and Doug know about his his well being. We'll, we'll research into that. I have no idea. <laughs> maybe maybe they're just feeding him tacos and keep him nice and warm there. But we, we love the whole Gowden family. Yeah. We'll so throw that out there. James died two weeks ago. Hopefully, Brandon isn't. I'm feeling great now. So staying alive, staying alive, Mister JRB, right here. So <laughs> biggest takeaway, I think, from just everything. This, uh, I would say this Jordan Matthews thing is slightly odd. Uh, not Nothing to freak out about necessarily. Not any big breaking news. Sure, it's OTAs and people are taking precautions. Look, the Garrett Blunt is is flashing the 283 diamonds. It's so it's done purposely. That is just so <laughs> badass. Like it is like, I hate the Patriots like everybody else, no, but that's but pretty good. Yeah. Props, mad props, 28 to three, 283 uh, diamonds in their Super Bowl ceremony rings, which I think is, is where he was this past week. There's a lot of people missing time for various things, but this Jordan Matthews things, it's a little weird. Like you uh, BLG wrote about it. Jimmy Kemsky was writing about it. Even, even, the Eagles insider himself, Dave, 
Spuds. Spuds. Spadero. Spadero had mentioned, and look, reading into it probably a little too much here, but had mentioned that not all of these wide receivers are going to make this team, and Jordan Matthews was definitely in that as well. And you just start to think, I even heard from a little birdie on Wednesday that Jordan Matthews was hanging out buying suits in Center City. Not that that's a big deal. I'm just saying <laughs> it doesn't seem like there's much wrong with him, and I think they've said as much so far anyway, so there's not a lot to look into. But I think there could be a trade that's still on the horizon here. Like there, there would definitely be the the contract extension would have been signed by now. John, a man can't buy suits without you going after him. Uh, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> yeah. I'm kidding. From uh, sconces <laughs> to suits, we don't accept anything in this. Town. I thought you were. Go- I thought you were just leading up to saying this Jordan Matthews thing is a thing. Uh, I thought that's where you were going the whole time. Um, but it, I think it is a thing. Look, I, I noticed that too. That Spuds put that in there. I thought that was really interesting because at no point. Has there been a question in that sense when you're listening with like Bryce Treggs and DGB and guys like that? There was no question of will Jordan Matthews get cut or not. That has never been a question. So it was very interesting, I think, to see that name in there. Um, Look, I think they're exploring everything, right? Like that's clearly been the MO of this team. Howie is one for wheeling and dealing. And I, I think if they've looked at the situation and said Jordan Matthews is not a part of our long term plans then I think it'd be foolish not to try and shop him and see if you can get something of value for him, something that either could help you now or in the future. Uh, but I, I don't think anything's imminent, but I certainly think that he's either getting traded or he will be the starting slot receiver on this team. There's no getting cut in there for sure. Yeah, no, that's not going to happen because that doesn't <laughs> that doesn't really make any sense. Unless Hall of Famer Matt Collins really shines in the, <laughs> in the preseason and kind of takes off. Shelton Gibson, I think by this point this week, we can already say that Probably not going to be make at least not Practice be active. Squad, probably, yeah. Uh, if not, if not, bottom of the roster. Right. So there's there's a there's some things to take away from this week. But at you know this is why I keep coming back to too. It's just if you, if he's really isn't going to be signed next season, what are the Eagles waiting for here? I, I agree. Like what's another trading partner? Is yeah, that pretty much I, it? Well, I now? think that's what it is, and and I think it's also that. You weigh the value of it. Like, if you're if you're getting an offer of a seventh rounder, like, is it worth it to trade him for that? Probably not. You know, it's probably worth it to just allow another year here with Wentz, have one more weapon in case someone gets hurt. It gives you just a little more, you know, wiggle room or, or whatever you want to call it there. So I think it's just that they don't have anything out there that they feel is worthwhile enough to trade Jordan Matthews for. And they could be letting that, you know, that free agent, sudden free agent uh, wide receiver market settle down here. We talked about Macklin last week. Eric Decker was kind of a nice little small surprise uh, this past Tuesday of, yeah, we're either going to trade him or just let him go. So, yeah. again, I don't know what the Jets The Jets are waving the white flag here. The it looks Jets like, are tanking. Finally. The Jets are tanking. <laughs> yes. That's what they're it's doing. About time. Wait, real quick, did you see the – real quick. Did you see the uh, the note from uh, uh, Jets practice about uh, Hackenberg? No, no, no. I, okay. I, haven't, I haven't checked in. So, in, in a OTAs, in like 7-7, seven, seven, he missed eight passes in a row. Two of them hit reporters. <laughs> and apparently like three others were like dropped by defensive backs. It was like he missed by like a mile on these passes. Second round pick. Uh, yes, you're Christian right. I should have said it that way. Yes. So it could always be worse. That's yes, the, and that, it could always be worse point, the situation, yes. no matter what we're going to go in through and say here. But yeah, I, I think the Eric Decker situation kind of, I think he fits better in Baltimore. I think Macklin would probably fit better in Buffalo. And maybe if, Either one of those teams don't sign those guys and they end up going elsewhere for whatever reason. Maybe that's when you can go, hey, guys, how about a fifth-round pick? Sure. How about a fourth-round yeah. pick? I mean, like, honestly, for for me, uh, and, and and it's no disrespect to Jordan Matthews at all. It really is. I, I would I would do it for a sixth. 
Wow. Because uh, it's, see, just, it's just not it's... here. Like, what's the deal? You're not going to sign him next yeah. year. But look, it's, look. It, and you're because... going to have, you're going to have an Aguilar, Hollins, and and Jordan Matthews biting for time in the slot in the outside. Sure, but I, you also, A, I mean, we're taking a huge leap off of, you know, shorts practices that Nelson Aguilar can play the slot. I know that well, you're yeah, I'm just you're saying they're not going to cut him it. either. Right, I agree. Just by money I, and when I need. agree with you on that, but my point with Matthews is, like, I don't think that's a, a reasonable enough... For a six-round pick, who cares? Like, Sheldon Gibson was a fifth-round pick, and he's probably not going to make the roster this year. It's <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. you know, I'd rather just play it out, you know? And who knows? Maybe for a playoff run. Yeah, yeah you're right. or, or Yeah, exactly, for a playoff run. And also just for Carson Wentz's development. Just all, uh, you know I've said this all offseason, and, and Brandon, dearly departed Brandon Lee Gowton, JK, JK, <laughs> he's fine. Uh, Brandon uh, also has been saying, it's just all about anything you can do to help Wentz along his development path. And, and this being a monster year for that development, I am... Uh, I just want guys out there who are going to catch football. Yeah, exactly. So do I. I know. So that's my point. With Matthews, like, my opportunity cost of back and forth, like, would I trade him? Like, a six-round pick is not worth enough to me to give up that extra set of hands for Wentz this year. Unless like, unless. unless you're sure that Nelson Aguilar can go out well, and I was gonna, succeed in the Honestly, slot. I was going to say Matt Collins. Because or either that's or, your better, whatever. Either it's probably or. a better option anyway. Yeah, either or. The point is, I think you're, you, I think you made a really good point. Nothing's going to happen until this, you know, June 1st cut wide receiver market plays out. And even later, I think you could see if, if it happens another training camp type trade. I, the big thing you're looking for, John, is like a receiver to go down a la, you know, Teddy Bridgewater type of thing with the Bradford situation. If, if there's a team that loses a receiver, Matthews all of a sudden maybe gets a little more, you know, intriguing for certain teams. And as we talk and say all these things, the mini camp starts on Monday. So all these guys are going to show up, practice fantastic for oh, yeah. uh, three days in a row, and then it's then, then it's not going to matter. <laughs> then this thing just kind of like, well, yeah, he was just buying suits, John. You freaking a hole. Like, yeah, it move on. With it. What are you trying to we do? Were just playing it safe because it was voluntary. He's back. He's fine. And guess what? He's got a fly wardrobe now, John. Yes, he does. No, I'm sure he does. Like Jordan dresses really well. The only and he's I, a good good kid. Like Jordan's a really nice kid, and he you know all that. <laughs> Zach Kurtz needs to take some lessons from Jordan Matthews in the dress department. Ooh, I would say shots. See, you I'm remember re- the green I'm, suit that he wore oh, last God. year? It was, oh, it was like, oh wow, he's really cool. He's wearing a green suit. No, it was horrendous. It, it was, was terrible. Absolutely hideous. It should never be worn again by anybody <laughs> ever. Uh, and the other thing that kind of came out was, you know, Lane Johnson. Was a little fired up, yeah, real fiery. A lot, a lot, a lot of fired up. And, and granted, I know a lot of people are going to be like, "Dude, you were suspended for how many games last year?" To get over your mouth and talk about all these different things and be excited and just can't can't we just get to the week one before you start saying anything about performances or whatever it is? And Lane Johnson kind of comes out this week and says, "Like, hey, this is without a doubt one of the best teams I've ever been on," or something along those lines. Yeah, you know, and this is, you know, I'm not pulling any punches here. I'm not saying that this is uh, making anything up. Everybody's working their ass off here and doing their things. And this is this this best team I've been a part of since I've been drafted. Well, I I mean, that's a fair thing to say, right? I mean, like, I guess like that for, he made the playoffs once, you know, Nick Foles is magical dream season like that wasn't a particularly great team like neither was the team the year after you might argue that that was but I can see him saying that it's not that much of a stretch it's not like he's played on you know championship teams or something and is saying you know (laughs) it's the best one but um ever since Bob Stoops coached me yes uh, failed uh, miserably yeah and now no more retired now no more uh but I will I will say that I do think that 
And look, I'm the one who is, you remember last season, just tearing Lane Johnson apart. I've called him. You were very mad. I was because I feel like he let all of us down. And I, I want to say that I do appreciate how much he stands up and says that. Like he, he said this week, he said it to reporters. He said, I let a lot of people down and I know that quote unquote, I like that he owns up to it, and it does seem like... I think he said your name directly, too, yeah, in that. he did. He said, owes me James for that. James Seltzer, yeah. I'm sorry. I turned him around. For he, not eating meat and yeah, water. He saw my vitriol and my hate, and my I called him a dumbass before Jim Schwartz did, all right? <laughs> a team full of oh, dumbasses. I guess Jim Schwartz called him Bradham one. Whatever. Oh, yeah, yeah, I, call right. all, I call all of them dumbasses, of dumbasses if they're dumbasses, yeah. so that's what it comes down to. Uh, but, you know, some of those things, is that... Tafir, does that bother you at all a little bit? When, when, because Alshon Jeffrey at at some point last year was mentioning the Bears. I mean, they were on their third quarterback by that time, and saying like, "Man, next year we're gonna get the we're gonna go to the Super Bowl next year." Matt Barkley, you're just like, oh my god, stuff like that bother you, Tafir? Where players come out in the OTAs and preseason, like, yeah, man, this is a really good football team. I actually like it. I don't know if you guys noticed um, on Twitter. Lane Johnson actually posted something about the Eagles having the best offensive line in the league with the big eye emojis. Yeah, I, he did. Bring it, man. I love it. Yes. <laughs> and that was Brandon Graham who said that. Yeah. Brandon Graham came out and said those things. So, like, you got, you know, calling them the best offensive line in the league, and you're starting to add all these things up. And then I was like, well, does the Alshon Jeffrey guarantee that move over? Yeah, I think that's what it is. Now that he's here, the that, osmosis yes, just comes on over. And he goes, knew. He knew that whole time he was going to be here. <laughs> That's obviously thing. what it is. I know I'm going to the Eagles, and I know Carson's there. I, let me um, tell you. Here's the thing. I think I think it's really a case-by-case basis with this type of stuff. Like, uh, who was it? Like, uh, Matt Khalil coming out, or what, what, we're winning the Super Bowl. Like, and that, like, that's just stupid. Like, don't be stupid, you know? But then, you know, there are situations where he's not saying we're going to win the Super Bowl. He's like, this is the best team I've been a part of. It feels the best right now. Yeah. I, I'm okay with that. I think that's more motivational. That's that's fine. It's when guys come out and say things that ultimately either could come, you know, become more material or ultimately just are like so outrageous where it's like, dude, like, like if he came out and said, you know, we have a better offense than the, you know, 90, 94 Niners out there just before the show. Like, we're, we're better than Steve Young and Ricky Waters and Jerry Rice and all those guys. Like, then you'd be like, shut the hell up, Lane. You sound like an <laughs> idiot. But I think this is okay. Uh, well, not, okay. So that, that asks or another question for me then. If it's the best team that he's been a part of, is the 2013 roster better? Well, Same that's a fun one. or worse than this current roster? I think it's probably better. Yeah, seven two nine ninety four eight 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 seven two nine ninety four ninety four. I think it's uh, I think it's a lot better. Wow, I think it's better. Tell me why a lot better. You see, we forget like the the, the secondary that started for that team. I think we were... That might have been the best offensive line in football at the time. Or yeah, no, it right probably there. was. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. a great offensive but, line. And it's still here. So like yeah. three-fifths of that is still Mathis, here. But adding Mathis, and that was a uh, you know, good Jason Kelsey. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, good, yeah, the great Jason Kelsey. Yeah, and then Shady in the backfield. I mean, Macklin to Sean. Like, you're right. I think just pure looking at the roster and then the defense probably at least as good. It was those corners that really... I think it was struggled. Rock Carmichael that was starting at that point. <laughs> Rock Carmichael... A uh, uh, former friend of BGN Radio. Yes, that's right. Michael. That was our first interview ever. <laughs> Kerry Williams, I think, was in there. And then uh, who was Bradley the, Fletcher. Yeah, Bradley baby. Fletcher, oh, the ultimate God, piece of toast. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he made Izell Jenkins look like a terrific shutdown corner. So is this the best team on paper that we've seen since 2013? Yes. I say yes. 
I, 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 yeah, I, I think so too. So like, you know, I don't know. Then you start getting into dangerous <laughs> territory. Getting... Just like, well, you know, and, and a lot of different things went into that. I, that's why I always kind of come back to that. Like, all right, Chip Kelly had to do something right because that man, you just go through every player on that roster. You're like, this is garbage the, from the quarterback. I mean, a, a, outside of every skill position in the offensive line, quarterback was terrible. Everything else was good, and then. The defense, there was there was really not a lot there. Fletcher Cox was there. Yeah. Benny Logan was there. Uh, Brandon well, Benny Gra- Logan was part of Ch- Chip's first draft. That's class. right. Yeah. So and he was playing, and he wasn't even s- starting snaps. It was yeah. uh, spooky, spooky. <laughs> as the king liked to uh, to tweet out there. Isaac um, Samalu. No, it wasn't. <laughs> or not Samalu. <laughs> Subawaga. Subawaga. I knew it was an S. I'm like same thing. Yeah. yeah. Is that, Ike. So, so no, as you go kidding. down, go down all of that, and just you know, uh, Jordan Hicks wasn't here. Who is the middle linebacker? Oh Jesus! It was it was still Casey. <laughs> oh man! So so you had I mean yeah that defense was horrendous. horrendous. You had Brandon Graham playing a three Not four to outside Billy linebacker. Davis uh, coordinating it. So. Yeah. So on top of that, I think I just answered my own question. But I'd be, <laughs> I I mean like well in that sense I guess would you and and I probably know the answers to this even though we never really saw them on the field together we never got a chance to see Macklin Jackson and McCoy all uh. in the same field. And For then, obvious uh, reasons, but I, uh, let's just stick with those three anyway. Are, does Alshon Jeffrey, Torrey Smith, and uh, LeGarrette Brent, Darren Sproles, will just stay there. Is that better than no, those three obviously guys? obviously it's not. But you will hope and pray. I mean, I guess you can't even say Carson. Like, there's no way Carson Wentz this season will be as good as Foles was that season. For whatever it's worth. No one's going to get 27-2 and two ever, ever, again. ever again. So, like, that, that was, was like, it. the fluke of all flukes, but it happened. And for that one year, you can't underrate how well he played or how lucky he got, whatever you want to call it. So, yeah, you have to give it to that that other team. Yeah, because, what, seven of those came against D. Milner. <laughs> Right? No, At Dean Milner wasn't on the uh, Raiders. Who, who was Dean Milner was a Who's the other awful Alabama uh, corner that was uh, on that Raiders uh, team? Oh, my God. Um, this is going to break come back my, to yeah, us. Yeah, we, we probably should look it up, but <laughs> I don't like to look it up. I like to get it. Uh, well, we'll, we'll ask uh, other questions tonight, too, as we just want to keep it loose and keep it fun as you're enjoying your Saturday night. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll start off with this one with everybody on game night on BGN Radio. Offense or defense, which is more important, Mike Tafuri? In your mind, before I, I don't even want to hear James's answer because you know, I you know I think we're going to fight a lot. But what is what I is think the we're more, have the same answer? What's more important to you? Offense. Yeah, it's the, it's clearly offense. Yeah, it's all. Awesome. I, I thought we're going to fight here. It's very obviously offense. Maybe twenty years ago, you could have sold me on defense being more important. Was it ever? Yeah, I I, I don't know. The whole offense is probably always more important, but at, you could, there was a time where the way the game was, you know, with the. The defensive rules, it's like pass interference. You know, you, that was a much different penalty back in the day and stuff like that. So there were rules designed to kind of help the defense a little bit more. But I mean, now I don't even think it's a question. <laughs> yeah, I mean, even even back in the day, as you brought up that yeah. ninety, no one brings up the ninety four Niners ever, and it was one of the most dominant teams ever. I mean, the defense was good. You hear eighty five Bears. All the time. Though. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I think the 94 Niners are way better than that football team. I love that. I'm with way you. Way better. I think so, too. I mean, that ob- well, you got Steve Young, Jerry Rice, Ricky Waters. Uh, who else is on that offense? Uh, uh, was um, Oh, yeah. Yeah, Ricky. Jeez, uh, uh, yeah, I can't even remember at this point. But but uh, Ricky, I think Ricky Waters that year had like Charles Haley, Ken Norton on defense, thirteen hundred yards like together in, in the air and on the ground, 
And then it's the same thing with like the 84 Dolphins. No one talks about those guys anymore at all. That was one of the one of the great teams of Offensively, all time. Offensively, you're about? Offensively. Dan Marino in 1984 puts up 5,000 yards. Oh, John yards. Taylor was still there. Brent okay, Jones there was still go. there. Ed McCaffrey, a young Ed McCaffrey there. <laughs> that? Not Christian, McCaffrey T. Yeah, I'm definitely, uh, I, I don't know if that, because the old adage of like, I hate, I hate defense wins championships. Yeah, it's, well, it's, it's, it's impossible. You know, you know, here's what the adage should be. All-time great, historic, one-of-a-kind defenses win championships. Like the 85 Bears, like the 2001 Ravens, like this Denver team from a few years ago. You have to be like the best defense of all time to win a, de- win a Super Bowl based on just on the back of your defense. <laughs> 888-729-9494. Which is more important, offense versus defense? I don't know if anybody has is sticking with the defense these days anymore, but uh, curious to find out more on BGN Radio right here at Sports Radio 94 WIP. No better feeling in the world, in my opinion, being able to walk around naked in your own house or apartment. <laughs> True or untrue? Yeah, that was what we were talking about during the break. There was, I think that there's... Shout out to my wife, Emily. She loves well, to walk around yeah, naked. I wasn't going to bring her into conversation. <laughs> But she it is true. It. She knows it's all on the table. Yeah, I, listen, I li- live with my good friend Jake. Went to Israel for a month. First thing I did after I dropped him off today at the train station to go get, you know, a plane at uh, JFK, I was, I'll take a shower, I'm going to run around naked. <laughs> yeah, buddy. Saturday night, it's fantastic. You listen to BGN Radio right here on Sports Radio 94 WIP. John Barcher, James Zeltzer, and uh, Brandon Lee Gowton missing in action with a little bit of, he's getting ready for minicamp, you know? Yeah. Just like Jordan Matthews is taking some time off. Recouping, Jason Peters recouping, Garrett Blunt getting his uh, Super Bowl rings taken care of. He's taking a little time to himself. Yeah, plus, as he should. Plus, when you're that huge, sometimes it's just harder for you to, you know, always have to be looking down at everybody. You know, you just need a break <laughs> from that sometimes. With your nose up in the air all the time. <laughs> you know, it goes on and on and on. But we are asking, we're having a little fun. It's game night tonight. So we're going to ask night. just a, a bunch of random questions, which is, which is a lot of fun here. Uh, all three of us. When offense on the question, which one is more important overall? We got some good tweets actually from at my not real emails out there. Our John Boyle out there in Portland. Uh, you know, a dominant defense is more fun to watch in his opinion. Offense wins in today's league. Maybe it's a good thing to have both. Of course. Yes, yeah, absolutely. Want, you always want I that. want a dominant offense and defense. <laughs> yes. I want top fives in both. That would be the American dream. But unfortunately, if no, you just have just to... called the New England Patriots. Oh, that's right. That's right. I forget. To have a, a, a freaking genius that goes there. And then also our good friend Randy Jops also chimes in and says, you know, I, it, you're always in the game with the, with the great offense because a, you can score. It's a great point. We and just saw true. it the Super Bowl. This yes, we did. Super Bowl. It's exactly what, what played out. Defense did, definitely did not win championships <laughs> no. for either one of those teams. No, it did not. Neither one of those teams <laughs> to get them in there. And... If you get out to a slow start, we've watched that so many times during the Buddy Ryan era. Yes. Of Eagles getting out to a slow start, then you got to come back. And if you're a defensive-minded team, you can't score, will you? You can't come together with a you know, four-minute drive. Or a lot of those teams are like seven-minute drives or whatever that was happening there. Defense also has to score at that point, and it's really hard to do that. Yeah, and I think it also takes a toll on both the defense and the team as a whole. Like, when you just know, you fall in a 10 nothing hole, and you're on defense, and you know that... A, the game is probably over, and B, you absolutely cannot allow another point on the board and probably have to put points up yourself. Like, like 99.999% of defenses can't handle that. Yes. And it's, it's just too much on the team. 888-729-9494. Let's go to our good friend Stanton in Mayfair. Stanton, what's happening, bud? 
Hey, how you guys doing? Great show, great show. Thanks, man. Uh, yeah, but defense wins championships in every sport. I've never heard That's that before. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but why? No, the rule, go- the rule changes. You're right. They can't, you know, basketball can't hand check. That's big. And uh, football, same thing. And uh, baseball, all kinds of stupid rules. <laughs> <laughs> Man, yeah, too many to count. Actually, at that point, too. Well, I, yeah, see, I, I just don't know. I think it's. I, I I I hear that all the time, and there are still only again like three or four teams you can really point to and be like, yes, the defense, the Broncos, two thousand and fifteen or Super yeah. or sixteen Super Bowl was definitely won by the defense because Peyton Manning was dead. You know, like it, it, so that's we we knew that where that came from. We knew where Baltimore came from. Same thing, same thing. You got the great pitching and the great defense. Then you know uh, you got uh, let's say. Uh, Pick one of the great pitchers of all time. I don't know. Carl, Carlton, it, it's different, and though. Because the right defense, uh, you're not beating them. Right? right, and that's why it's different because ultimately, Thanks, Stanton, Tim. yeah. I mean, look, ultimately, Stanton, and that's what we're, we are conceding, that if you have a all-time great defense, sure, people aren't going to score on you, and you can win a lot of games that way. But baseball is completely different in the sense that, sure, you can have an ace go out and he can dominate a game, but first and foremost, that team still has to have two or three other pitchers win games for them in that series, which is a completely different scenario. Also, you got to hit. What and happened in 2009? And score runs. You know, yeah. Yes, exactly. But at the same time, it's just it's one-on-one sport. It's a very different sport. It you is. Know, like a defense is a unit more so, whereas a pitcher is a guy going out and going one-on-one with a batter. It's a very different thing. Yeah, like I even – people point to that 2009 Super Bowl between the Saints and the Colts and like, see, defense won that game. Yeah, maybe that particular game. No. And, and not even that – <laughs> they did. Even, those are two of the most top-scoring offenses in the league, and still people there. go, "Well, you know, they threw it to Porter." And yes, of course. So just one like play, they threw it, yeah. It's just like they threw it to freaking uh, who was it? Uh, was it Larry Brown? Larry Brown. Larry Brown You're and the, the Steelers Bowl MVP. Larry Brown. <laughs> and then the Cowboys overpaid him, and thank God that they did because he was terrible for the next four years. It was awesome. I I. Like, I didn't actually think Neil O'Donnell was on the take, but watching that game. Definitely I, on the take. Dude, like, he threw it right to him three times. Like, I was like, what are you doing? Like, yeah, it was crazy. Pretty amazing. David in New Mexico, good to hear from you, buddy. How are you tonight? Gentlemen, how's it going? Good, man. How are you? You know, I hate that saying, defense wins championships. Me too. It's the worst. I hate it. It's the worst statement. It's like, you know, it's like if you're a boxer and you cover your head, you can win a fight. Are you stupid? Yeah, Yeah, Floyd Mayweather wins all those fights because uh, yeah, because because he has great defense. Yeah, I I hate that thing. It's more accurate to say that defense gives you a better chance of winning than than winning championships. But yes, gives you a chance. Gives you a chance is always a great statement. Defense is one of the two things that go into winning. Uh, Yeah, Uh, yeah, that 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 ended a a greatly time penalty. The two things I wanted to ask you guys. One, um, I know that Razul Douglas is, is turning heads, and I, I expected him to because he's one of those big aggressive rookies that remind me of Lester Hayes. And I mean, le- yeah, remind me of uh, uh, Lester out there in, in, in Oakland when he was a cornerback. Yeah. Big, physical, got your hands on him, whatnot. You know, minus his stick him, and he still picks passes off. So I, he's got a great skill set. I just worried about a lot of people who are saying that he just he didn't run very fast. You know, there's track speed and football speed. And so I think he's got the football speed. It's just the, it's more guys, more or less the, the with him David the thing I noticed the most is just the it's the quickness. It's his feet, it's his how he attacks. 
you know, playing press, using the sideline, doing a lot of those things where, um, you know, even, again, it's against Torrey Smith, it's against Nelson Aguilar, and he's getting his, his, getting his butt kicked against <laughs> Alshon Jeffrey. So take all that yeah. stuff for what it's worth. He's still going to well, have his lumps in doing all that stuff, but there's not a lot of technique that is going to be a large gap from what he was doing at West Virginia to now. So I think it is, it's going to be a nice, smoother transition than what we've been used to in the past seven years here. Well, absolutely, and I know we're we're aching for cornerbacks that we can just put on an island and and leave there and not worry about. But those those guys are few and far between. The other thing with Carson Wentz, I had a friend of mine, I have a couple of friends of mine, actually had the same eye surgery that uh, he had, or should I say, procedure if it wasn't a real surgery. And what is going on with his depth perception? Because I think a lot of times when you have that surgery, the short sightedness, like if you're reading comes back pretty quick, but the depth perception usually takes about 90 days. Huh. And I haven't heard that, the, David. That's fascinating. With, with those with those passes going, you know, down, he may be just huh. having the depth perception and it hasn't come back yet. And I think it cracked I'm the not, code. No <laughs> that's, actually, not, that's a really fascinating no take, though. Saying, I kind of like that a lot. But, you know, I mean, you can't go messing around with your eyes. You only got no, you're them, right, you know man. I mean? And that's a great point, especially for the issues he was. I mean, who knows? But for the issues once was having Listen. with the like, that's a it's a somewhat reasonable hot take conspiracy. No, no, theory. David, just, if I if you, if, you, if I can use that to explain away all my worries, I'm going to do it. So let's just let's go with that hey, for I, 90 days and see what happens. I, I, I used to use that excuse for some of my exes. But <laughs> Sorry, sorry, honey. I just couldn't see you. Uh, thought, I swear that was you in the bar, not that other good-looking yeah, uh, woman yeah, that was happening. We all have our faults, but um, David, actually, and, uh, are you ready? Are you ready for a game night question? Shoot, uh, you're the owner of the Eagles. For one day, you got carte blanche to make anything, you change anything you want to do. What do you do on or off the field? Uh, I bring back the Kelly Green uniforms for at least three games per season. <laughs> yeah, I think I think that'd be a Terrific popular call. one. And it's David, weird, too. Call, David. Excellent well call. Love to hear from you, pal. Uh, Teferi, you you saying yes to the... Is that is that going to be a popular answer across the board here, Kelly Green? I'm sure it'll be a popular answer. That wouldn't be my answer. What's your answer to that? I'm going to go with free parking. <laughs> oh! You just, you just tell everybody. Hey, you know all those deals that we had worked out for years and years and years? No more free parking. That would, uh, I think, that would win you some brownie points around the league. James, what are you going to do? With I, the I love it. I think the Kelly Green is obviously a winning idea and, and realistic. I don't know if the free parking as realistic, but hey, I think I would love free parking uh, there. All right, wow, wow. What would I do? Yeah, as what would you do? Okay. You're the owner for the day. I would leave the Novacare and go spend my billion somewhere else. Right? <laughs> I don't know if the bank account is, is uh, it comes with it for the day. With the Eagles oh, in a man. day. I'm gonna That's go. That's a pretty good answer. Hop though. in my 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 private my Lear jet and fly somewhere awesome and spend Jeffrey Lurie's money. That's what I'm doing. If you get Jeffrey Lurie's bank account for a day and you get the black M- Amex, yeah. Let's yeah, I, roll, think I, I think you might have the right idea. <laughs> sorry, sorry, the rest of Philadelphia. We're just going to go enjoy our day for the moment. <laughs> well, yeah, we would just go fly to. Yeah, we'll just fly to Vegas yeah. for the night, right? Or like Ibiza or something, like you're, like you're <laughs> some island somewhere, and just throw this massive party on Jeffrey. What's the most money you could spend in a place to oh, get there fast yeah. enough? Is, is I think that's where I would end up going. Yeah, private, so even well, if there was a private jet yeah, at our disposal, so if we go to Montreal with uh, Jeffrey Laurie's uh, budget. 
Sure. I yeah. Think Montreal's like a kind of a, an undercard place to go for yeah. people of, of. I mean, Montreal's fantastic. Yeah. I don't it's know a why great I'm time. hyped up on Canada in the summertime, yeah, but it's for a some weird reason. I, am. I go like Ibiza and you go Canada. <laughs> Let's it's go to cool. Montreal instead. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's the same difference. Yeah, the Kelly of. Green. I, that's so. I, I want to have that debate for just a, a small second, too. There are. I don't know. Every time that it's like, yeah, bring back Kelly Green, there's also just a swarm of the undercard that also says, yeah, Kelly Green jerseys suck. I'd rather keep the black ones as the is alternates. That, is or that a thing that people say? Oh yeah. Oh, but yeah, I would say yeah. Oh man, our producer Mike DeVure is saying Wait, that. You're saying you don't like the Kelly Green? Oh at my all? God! The Kelly Green and those uh, what are those? Uh, those blue and yellow ones? Oh God! Well, the blue, blue and blue. yellow are yeah. trash. Yeah. I have no problem those with will that. Never be brought back those are again. Kelly Green. Kelly Green. You would go stick with the black wow. alternate ones over the Kelly Green jerseys? Yeah. Oh my God! I love wow. the all midnight like, black. Yeah, that's your worst take, DeFury. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I, would, I bet you there's quite a few people fun. that agree that Kelly Green are played. I would destroy played, the white like ones. That. Get rid of the white ones altogether because those ever are need terrible. White ones, yes. it's green, black, and then the midnight green. Yes. I, I think be, that's I perfect. Everybody's that. happy at that point. I can't believe he doesn't like Kelly Green. Although I think Merrill Reese told me at one point the reason why they wear the white jerseys because it doesn't retain the heat in the summertime. Uh, so, so it's actually nice an advantage. But they're going to be on the road a lot this, you know, to start the season. So I don't know. A lot of that. Hey. Coming up next, we have got a brand new segment on the BGN Radio Airways. We're going to get to some really bad tweets this week. That's next right here on Sports Radio 94 WIP. One. One, two. See, you mentioned the Kelly Green and then, you know, Teferi behind the the glass here is like, I'm not a big fan of him. And then Turtle chimes in the same thing. Well, it's not the Eagles I grew up with, so I don't like it. Who cares? Yeah, I grew up with them, Turtle. Just because you're younger (laughs) than me doesn't mean you have to make me feel like a jerk. Yeah, the first time I saw the Eagles was they were still Absolutely. in the Kelly Green. Yes, but uh, Randall and Reggie and Klein and all those guys, the they other... wouldn't be caught dead in Midnight Green. <laughs> well, I, well, some, some of them are dead, so yes, oh, I apologize. R.I.P. I apologize. Well, we went there already. <laughs> I didn't mean to. That was not my. That was not my intent. All right. <laughs> I think um, no matter what, because the other argument about against the Kelly Green was, whoa, this just reminds me of a losing culture. And, yeah. Whatever. They went to the Super Bowl in 1980. They were wearing Kelly Green. And, and guess what? They've lost in every freaking uniform. Yeah. How many? How I'll many, go with the nice ones. How many Super Bowl trophies do we have in Midnight Green? Wait. <laughs> oh, what? Zero? Oh, nice. Oh, I couldn't hear Just you. Just one appearance? Okay, good. Yeah. And was it 1960? There was definitely some Kelly Green in there in 1960. Yeah, the so. only time that this team has had a championship. Yeah. So Kelly Turtle Green. and Tafuri suck it. Yeah. I don't care how old you are. Ridiculous. All right. Jerks. Uh, we're going to feature a new segment right now. It's the worst tweets of the week. Brought to you by Twitter.com. <laughs> yes, this website is still free. So two things happened. Uh, first of all, can we just talk about all of the bad Kaepernick tapes that has happened since Seattle decided not to sign him? Like, it just went all over the place for a moment. So Scott, uh, what's his name again? Casmir? Kazmar. Whatever the F his name is. <laughs> doesn't matter because he's terrible. So he tweets this thing out and, you know... Of course, our good friend, Brandon, who's not here, dragged a bunch of people this week, so he's going to be featured a lot. Yeah, we had to feature him since he decided to bail on us. So Scott, who writes for Football Outsiders, which again is that, you know, the football analytics that everybody's trying to make into the best thing ever and, you know. The DVOA, which I respect a lot of that stuff. I like a lot you of know, that I, stuff. I, 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 Cer- I, certainly better than Chris Collinsworth's Way website. better than PFF. <laughs> Extremely better. So we're on that side a lot. We check things out. This is what Scott tweets. Kaepernick is better than the QBs on the Jets. Okay, yeah. Sure. The Browns. Eh. 
the Texans. Real quick, I go Cody Kessler over Cap, but that's fine. <laughs> the Texans, no. Definitely the, not. I'd rather have Deshaun Watson. Jaguars, yeah, probably. Oh, Broncos, man. yeah, maybe. Bears, that's an easy one. Even with Mitchell there, or Mitch, as I will now call him forever. What about with Mike the Superstar Glenn in there? It's not doing it for you. <laughs> 49ers and Rams. But then he just sneaks the Eagles in there. What? He just sneaks the Eagles in there. It's just like, oh, yeah, by the way, yeah, he's uh, Kaepernick's oh, better than Winston. On. Yeah, I mean, like Nick Foles, he's probably better than Nick Foles. And then Brandon just... It's the kind just... of thing that football outsiders <laughs> should have fired him for on the spot. <laughs> Sorry, you can't write for our website anymore. Well, Brandon just comes on in there with a, with a haymaker, and he goes, every metric on the site that this guy writes for, Football Outsiders, indicates that Wentz <laughs> was clearly better in all five categories, in all five of them, that matter when you're a quarterback, and... The phrase that has been thrown around so many times, air yards, which this all this guy cares about. He's obsessed. Way better than Kaepernick. Not way better, but better. So he goes back and <laughs> forth with this guy, and he just says... So this guy's... Real quick, just to recap here. This guy works for this site. Yes. Everything on this site says once is better. Yes. And this guy says... Eh. Yes, actually. So his, his rebuttal is... Maybe you should do a better job of reading stats on the site then, because that's not true. Then BL dra- BLG tracks him one more time. He goes through all four stats that he's better than, and there's, <laughs> there's only one category that they are exactly the same. And he goes, well, rushing is at the bottom of the page, and rushing is still a part of quarterback play. And it's, and that's how Kaepernick season ranks. And then our good friend, Jerome's friend, who also writes for BleedingGreenNation.com. So your conclusion is... Based on ground yards, not air yards. <laughs> Bang! He's the worst Wentz hater. And the funny thing is, this dumbass has, since he even admitted in college when he came out, watched zero amount of tape. He's just basically a stats guy. I didn't think they actually existed. I thought stats guys also watch games at the same time. <laughs> this guy doesn't. He just looks in the box score. He's like everything. What was that crappy Clint Eastwood movie about the, oh, trouble with the curve? Ooh. When they tried to, like, have a, a conversation about baseball analytics that just went awfully wrong. That's basically what happened here. Then, BLG's not done this week. because our, and, and look, it's easy to pick on Elliot Shore Parks. I get it. There's a lot of Eagles Twitter and everybody else that jumps on top of this guy. At Hashtag the end of the day. 100. At the end of the day, Elliot's a fantastic guy. Yeah, I like Elliot. He's awesome. He's a good dude. But but some of these things but, are, but are, are hashtag, warranted. Hashtag 100. Hashtag 100. Because God asked, this is him tweeting out because he came on uh, with uh, Ike and, and Carlin. God asked on the Carlin and Reese show if Alshon Jeffrey has stood out and amazed so far at OTAs. My answer, meh. <laughs> 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 Not so good. <laughs> BLG once again. Following up with a couple of haymakers, Alshon Jeffrey has looked like the real deal completely. In OTAs just alone, in the four OTAs open to the media, Jeffrey has mossed a DB in the end zone, made an amazing one-hand catch, and burned the defense twice, twice on touchdowns. Yeah. Yeah. Look at, what is Elliot What is Elliot talking about here? I, and, and look, I got the same eyes that everybody yeah, else Elliot, does. Elliot's jealous because he's worried about his buddy J-Matt. I guess so. He, that's, and that's what it really is, right? Like, he's very buddy-buddy with Didn't Jordan Matthews. did J-Matt was the best receiver on the team over Alshon or something and, like that? And you should sign him if he has the better year. I, Elliot, I'm sorry, yeah. man. I'm gonna he made the get, list this week. Yeah, I'm going to give to Elliot. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that should just be the noise for this segment <laughs> so far. So those are our worst tweets of the week presented by BGN Radio. So we I think that's I think that might have legs. I think so forward. too. That was fun. I enjoyed we'll get that. Get back in the NFC least 
once the season happens, but maybe we'll throw those in there too. Anytime we can rip Scott, what's his name? I'm in on it. <laughs> F.A.O. Kazmar is what I, I think of F.A.O. Schwartz, and I just think of him. F.A.O. Uh, Schwartz, way cooler than F.A.O. Kazmar. But that's, uh, yeah, that's kind of the, you know, we discussed that on the podcast too, at BGN underscore radio. It's just like, well, how much can you really take away from OTAs? Yes. And things like that. Something we'll answer in a little bit, plus we want to have a, a little more fun with the the questions, and we'll do those as well. Uh, it is Mr. John Barcher, James Seltzer, and of course, Mike DeFury behind the glass right here on BGN Radio. There we go, Cashmere for Cashmere. <laughs> Pap smear, Cashmere. Whatever his last name is. <laughs> Pap smear. <laughs> <laughs> it's BGN Radio on a Saturday night. right here on Sports Radio 94 WIP. John Barcher, James Seltzer, and of course, Mike DeFury behind the glass here. Still don't understand what people's things about the Kelly Green. I'm honest to God, I, my theory proves correct. You bring it up once, and you're like, "Oh yeah, I'd like to have them back." And then there's just this mountain of nobody cares. <laughs> Stick with me, that Green. <laughs> Every single time, I don't get. It. I just think they. I don't. You know, it's not about the history for me. Yeah. It's not about any of that. And it's not like we just care. look better. Yeah, it's like we like care that much. It's not like we're no. like. Dying on this hill like Kashmir is dying on his air yards, Carson Wentz hill. Ground yards now. Ground, yeah. So everything's yes, going to be hashtag exactly. ground yards from now on. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, it's also game night, so if you want to call in, we've got a lot of questions where uh, it, it could be just silly. It could be serious. It could be all things relating to the Eagles and the NFL. Teferi, what's, uh, what's the, we got a question for us tonight? I got one here. All right. If you knew that your team would never ever win a title, would you still root for them? Absolutely not. (laughs) If you told me that there's zero chance the Eagles will ever win a Super Bowl while I'm alive, I'm out. That's the point. Yeah, my my gut reaction to this question was like to think like, I never stopped rooting for the Eagles. What are you (laughs) in the way? And then you step back for your second and you're like, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Who cares otherwise? Like, if, if they're going to win a championship, like, why That's the hell? That's the whole point of this like, thing. screw that, man. So, yeah, I'm with you. I think you got to bail. Because even if it takes 100 years, but they still win one, man, is that going to be an awesome party? Oh, my God. Can you imagine? We're 60 or 70. I don't know. Tafiri, are you out on the Eagles if, uh, if you know 100% for sure that they're not going to win a Super Bowl? I try and look at it as a fan. Like, there is some other cool stuff that goes throughout the season, you know, exciting games. He's trying to sell himself on it right now. Man, I think he's I'm like, out. there we go. You got to be. <laughs> yeah. That's the whole point of sports, right? To win it all, to be the champion. I mean, it feels like that already, right? I mean, what, that we're never going to win one. <laughs> so, if you just, so if you just say, like, hey, no, they're really not going to win one ever. Yeah, and more just be like... The hope that we still have the hope of moving yeah, forward. Yeah. That's why we're doing this thing. That's if why we're here every year. If people said they're never going to win whenever you'd be like, yeah, probably. I get it. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so let, let's expand this a little further. The, you you renounce your fandom from the Eagles because a fortune teller or somebody from the Matrix came out and wiggled their way out of here and said, all right, the Eagles will never win a Super Bowl. Like Not like while you're here. It's just like they are never going to win one. Who's the team you go root for? Though? Oh, that is really fun, actually. All right. Okay. And so this is not based on who's on their team. It's just yeah, like, because how would you make the selection yeah. afterwards? Then? Yeah, you can't base it just on, like, the like best. Oh, I'm going to go root for, you know. The, go root for the Patriots. Like, go root for the Seahawks. Yeah, exactly. So, so just taking out, like, who's actually on the team just in terms of, like, who I would root for. 
Because oh, I almost think I would just dive right into the bandwagon. I think pool I would of go. Everybody, like, you know what? I've spent all this time trying to get this team to win a Super Bowl, and somebody told me that the Eagles will never ever win one. <laughs> and I so let's them. go enjoy the best odds. Yeah, and just fun. stick with that for right now. I'd, I'd you know, I'd hop on like the next best court, Andrew Locker. You know, he'll, <laughs> he will coach. win a title. Oh my God! Yeah, that's probably that's probably the AFC equivalent of the Eagles just, are just being completely the best frustrated. Court, yeah. Or, or you know what? Maybe you hop on the Browns and then. Uh, oh wait, never mind. Because <laughs> they did it right. <laughs> to very where would you go? The, the Browns are actually never going to. Like you could just tell them that now, and that's fine. There's that. Where would you go if you weren't rooting for the Eagles? I think I'm going to Minnesota with Bradford. Hey! Wow, Look man, at that, was my, that was my. Your heart. <laughs> that was my guy. I do feel like it'd be fun to be a Raiders fan, especially the that's Vegas where I was Raiders. The, I was going to go to Oakland. The Vegas Raiders. Yeah. I mean, like, how much fun is that going to be? Like, oh. it's as you have all that. I mean, I know it's it's disappointing for those fans in Oakland. But, like, I always felt like the Raiders were the Eagles. And even though, you know, they got the, they've got the version, hopefully, of Carson Wentz that's, you know, two or three years mm-hmm. already down the road. They've got a, I mean, Marshawn Lynch is there. Yeah, it's fun. I think I would go with Oakland. I think I go, and it's Vegas. They're going to Vegas. Yeah. And how awesome home games in three years. Ah, all the gambling conspiracies. That'll be fun to chew <laughs> yeah, on. Yeah, all those players will be broker and rehabbing. It's going to be <laughs> awesome. Two. Uh, all right, Tafiri. But I'm definitely in with that, James. I like Thank that. You. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I like that a lot. Tafiri, reach into your bag of tricks there. Let's, uh, let's pull out another question for tonight. All and right. again, chime in at any time, 888-729-9494 or pound 9494 on your Verizon AT&T cells. What game day superstitions or rituals do you have as a fan? Oh, man. I had some pretty good ones there for a while. I think during the 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 2008 run, I had to I had to stand in the right corner of my living room to for them to make the playoffs and and have all that happen and then I stood there same things. Like I would go every time they scored a touchdown, I had to slide across the floor, bang bang three times on uh on my door and then I'd have to re- move back to my spot. I don't have any regular routines, but if something's working during a playoff run, I continually stick to the same thing. Oh, me too. I definitely do. I have a lot of weird, weird stuff. I definitely do, like, wear the same shirt stuff for sure. Uh, I do the, like... Volume on the TV needs to be like even numbers. Oh like I God. get, I get really weird with. Do that thirty two or thirty three? <laughs> yeah, so turn seriously. it down a notch. Yeah, seriously, no right, joke. Never it's go either going to be thirty two or thirty four. If it's a thirty three, that's not going to fly. So all <laughs> kinds of weird stuff like that. I'm a weirdo. What can I say? Uh, I think yeah. I mean, I I wonder what everybody else's routines are. Usually, just for usual game days, if they have like a I'm thing like, and no they Mark lay out the jersey, Parra, I'm doing the little like hand slaps <laughs> the thing in between each bat. <laughs> Uh, maybe they uh, they say a prayer for Dawkins, light some candles. Like yes. I don't know something like that. Tafir, you got any game day routines? So I do the Eagles games here at WIP. Um, so your routine is ordering from Grubhub, <laughs> making sure you got uh, yeah a lot of food for like the next twelve hours because yeah. you're not going anywhere. No, so it's it's uh it's the Red Bull, it's my Eagles pen and my Eagles notebook, and I'm set. Studio two, and that's it. And you're just that's in there. It. Capturing the live And then streak. I scream and yell. And when James is here, I look out the door <laughs> and, and point to James when we score. You know. Yeah, I do, actually, I do some screaming and yelling myself. The tradition at WIP for game days with the crew that's in here, because it's usually Rob Cherry and and uh, and the rest of the gang, and ta- you know, Tank's in here, Jamal Jackson's in here, or something like that. It's basically telling all you guys, don't react to anything you're hearing because you know you're twelve seconds ahead of the right. TV. <laughs> like there's the world's in here. We like cover everything up in tinfoil and all that other good stuff. So, all right, next question there, Tafiri. Uh oh. All right, 
How do you know when you've got a good head coach? What are the measures? Is it just wins and losses, or is there more? Well, it's obviously not just wins and losses in my mind. I think there is obviously more. I think, John, I think he needs to be a leader of men. Oh, my God, that freaking (laughs) thing. What does that even mean anymore? (laughs) A leader of Um, men. I I think you know when you see the way a team reacts to their coach away a team. I, I think you can kind of tell when a coach has a grasp a on his team, but also B on kind of the, uh, you know, like if something goes wrong and that coach is able to write the ship, it's a really, it's kind of an ineffable thing. It's not like you can say there's one specific thing. How about if he's just not Doug Peterson? Is that? <laughs> wow. That's incredible. I would, I would pick a million. Well, not a million. I'd pick at least 15 coaches. that I'd be like, Give me Doug over that. Wow, really? Not taking Marone. Oh, I, I like Marone. Marone's a good coach. Of course, he's always like, you like the dude from Miami who took over. Just listen to Metallica. Dan Campbell, Dan baby. Campbell. That's right. Woo! I forgot Oklahoma about that. Oklahoma drills. Let's Ugh. go, baby. Yeah. <laughs> and all they did that was run the football. toughness. And he came and he said, toughness. All they needed was Lamar Miller to run the football. I, I do think. That, I, I do and think, that's what they did. I do think that there is something to like that different coaches work better in different situations as well. Different groups of guys. I think there's a lot of things to go into. Bill Belichick. Just be Bill Belichick. Yeah. Just easy. that. It's just that easy. It's easy. But see, like you, you think of a guy that, you know, uh, I, I think there are plenty of head coaches that were like considered one of their best ever. Like Jimmy Johnson was always like, Oh, he's one of the best coaches ever. I still, sure. th- I still think that's there. Yeah, right. yeah, totally. Wasn't it in Miami? <laughs> Everybody forgets that he went down there and was just like, "Oh man, really screwed everything up." And I thought then, you were saying at University of Miami, it was like he won. Oh no, no, he won the there. Dolphins, the Dolphins, the Dolphins. Yeah, 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 no, totally. he won there. Uh, but you know, I always think, yeah, I always go back to that and be like, and again, because it's the Cowboys, and I'm very jealous. They, there wasn't much coaching that needed to happen there, right? You just needed to kind of control the personalities a little bit. Yeah. It's I think pretty, it's pretty yeah. set up because the Minnesota Vikings just went, here you go. I mean, he made the deals. All credit no, for that. Totally, it wouldn't be there totally, for that. Totally. But at the same time, he is Jimmy Johnson like that amazing of a well, coach? Well, look, Barry Switzer won a co- Super Bowl with that team. Exactly. So, so no, is, obviously. Yes. But, but I do think, I think Johnson is a particular case in the sense that whether it's because of recruiting or trades or whatever, I mean, Winning a national championship and a Super Bowl is pretty rarefied air, and I think that's True. kind of I, I think that's enough for me to say like all right, he was pretty great. But I'm with you. I think he might be slightly overrated. I mean, he had great team to to coach there. Well, so. in both spots, yeah. I mean, oh, he had and, Jerome and, Brown and in Miami too. Sure, and he had Michael Irvin. I mean, he had a great <laughs> team there too. So yes. no doubt, no doubt. Uh, yeah, I don't I don't really know what. Co- I mean, you just. I think it's more than just a. I think it's got to be an intelligent guy that can communicate, yeah. get his message across, and be a good play caller wherever wherever he's more in charge of on either side of the and, ball. And I think also, that's all it is. Yeah, and also the ability to relate to people, with any type of people. You know, what I mean, I think like just having pers- interpersonal skills. I think we saw. I think Chip could do the other stuff. He just couldn't. He didn't have interpersonal skills with people. He couldn't relate to people. And I think you know, if you're a coach, you do need your players to at least trust you on a certain level. And I think come, see, I don't come, agree. I just think oh, you need to win. That's well, it. Of course you do, but I think you get more out of your players if you have good. Look, you don't need to be their best friend. You need to be able to relate to them and talk to them and teach them in a way where they're actually going to receive the message you are giving them. You know what I mean? So, what in the case of let's say with Doug Peterson? Sure. What could Bill Belichick give to Lane Johnson that Doug Peterson could not? I'm sure a lot. I mean, I don't. I don't <laughs> know. Saying, it's like, a case so, by case basis. So, I, you know, 
I, I, like he comes with a gravitas. I think Lane is going to respect Bill Belichick more than he respects Doug Peterson off the bat. But I mean, this is a, that he's already Bill Belichick. So it's like, what would young <laughs> Bill Belichick give? That's a different oh, yeah. thing. I have no idea. I don't, I, I mean, I, I, I still don't know. I think it's a know. tough question to answer because I think that a lot of different coaches succeed for a lot of different reasons. I don't think there's one, like one through line where you could say this great coach does this thing and that will always work in every situation. Yeah. I think most coaches, uh, succeed based on the talent that's on the field versus what they actually more, do. I would say it's more the talent, but I do think that, that they play a role, but I think that's very fair to you got any theories on what makes a good head coach. Dynamite drop in. Uh, <laughs> dynamite drop in, <laughs> so, honey. I was thinking about it and then I kind of lost <laughs> jump topic. Um, Nothing worse than dead air, son. I, yeah, I don't, I don't know. That's all right. Let's just move on. I, Let's give I mean, us even question. with Andy Reid, I don't think he was a great coach, so it's hard for me to say what. You know, uh. I'm not going to say Bill <laughs> Belichick. Whatever. <laughs> all right, give us another question here. All right, what's the craziest thing you've ever done or seen done as a fan of the Eagles? Ooh. Well, I think that was my first Eagles game ever. That Whoa, was the craziest man. thing, actually. Uh, I I have seen. I and I think I told the story last time, but it was 1997. It was the opening day game in 1997. First Eagles game ever. My dad takes me there. I'm sitting in the end zone seats. And, you know, it's, and somehow Ty Detmer outduels Brett Favre. <laughs> and then, uh, you know, it was a last minute shank by the Green Bay kicker. And uh, thanks to Boop Sports, who actually put it up for us, they put up the headlines. The shanks, shank you very much, I think was a headline the very next one. day. But there were, there were five or six Green Bay Packers fans all wearing cheese heads. And you would have thought, as soon as that field goal missed wide left or whatever it was, there was the largest fight I've ever seen in my life to this day <laughs> that happened September 8th, 1997 at vet at the vet because, I mean, it was a mall. It was just some guy that looked like Hulk Hogan hair and just 40 other guys were just, Argh! they just pile-drived right on top of him. They just dove on him, and then there was a fight, and then everybody got ejected. And then my dad thought it would be a good idea to go home at that point. That's the craziest thing I think I've ever seen wow. at an Eagles game. I can't top that. Uh, maybe, uh, how about this? Uh, watching my quarterback throw up on the field during the Super Bowl. <laughs> is that a good one? <laughs> I, yeah, I guess I guess that's a, I mean, I'm sure everybody's got like crazy fight stories and yeah, things like that yeah, that happen yeah, too. Yeah, but sure. I saw people pee in the sinks a bunch. That was always fun. <laughs> or the, the troughs that were still kind of around there for oh, a little bit. Yeah. Always fun because you were like, th- those were always the creepiest things. Because you would go on road games somewhere. Like you'd be up in Min- Minnesota or sometimes you go to Chicago. And they didn't care then. You know, so you go to Soldier Field to watch an Eagles game, and it's and can somebody explain to me why they take like two hundred pounds of ice and they just dump them in the troughs for you to pee on top of? It's a great question. Anybody ever it's a know great why question. that was that like the old school way of like the uh, the urinal kicks? Is it a smell thing? <laughs> I was. Thinking, I don't know. I have no idea it, why ice it, is it in the trough. Be a spray thing, maybe it keeps it from spraying. No, it, it sprays getting, worse, right? Because strong a stream could, could point all over the bang, bang, bang on the corners <laughs> no, of ice. Because it soaks it in, it's warm, <laughs> so it would go through it. It would melt the ice. John. Well, well, here's why I say that because like, because boom, as yeah. seven or eight year old John goes to these troughs, troughs and functions, it's not like the you know they're made for men, <laughs> <laughs> so your face is very close <laughs> to the trough and the ice and everything that's. It's the worst feeling in the world as you're a kid. You up and you can just, the yeah, floating so, pee. Yeah, it's just like, oh, yeah, by the way, here's my son's butt in the air as he's peeing amongst all these weird strangers in a bathroom. Like, I never understood ever, ever, it's ever. It's okay. It's my son. It's yeah. okay. <laughs> it's fine here. But, like, you know, so there's the height difference, big time, and then the ice is there. 
So the piece ricocheting <laughs> and hitting you in the chest and doing all that stuff. And I never understood it. You know what's even crazier? There's still places in the city right now that if, you know, like bars or night night plays where you go in the, in the bathroom, you'll find that, that old peach yeah. roll. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, yeah it's this just is the like, greatest conversation who, who we've ever, ever had in BGN who, Radio history. Just you know. Who ever thought of the idea of just like you know what I want to see more? I want to see more penises. Yeah, I just want to just sure. put them on full display here because we're all just getting together trying I never, to pee. I don't get enough. I mean, right? Uh, or, or also the person who said, "I want to pee on ice." I yeah, think yeah, that's a good one too. You know, I don't There's a lot of pee related somebody, things to go there. It happens. I see it a lot of different Italian restaurants too for some reason. So I don't know if it's specifically to something that they used to do in Italy or whatever it is, the bucket of ice just confuses me. <laughs> is Spike asking calling yet to shut know. this down I have no yet? Idea. To <laughs> but let's jump to a next question. <laughs> What's the most memorable in-person encounter you've had with someone on the Eagles or in the media? Ooh, most memorable, yeah. You got one uh, off the top of your sure, head? Sure, I yeah. put a microphone on Chip Kelly's shirt 17 times and never once acknowledged that I was even like there in front of him. <laughs> he like was there. Right, so when I worked for the Eagles, I worked with the aforementioned Dave Spadaro. Uh-huh. And every week Dave would do an interview with Chip where Chip would come in at like eight in the morning on the dot, you know, stroll in and do his interview with Dave. So I was the audio guy. I worked for the Eagles as the audio guy doing all the online stuff. And I would take a microphone literally. Every week, 17 times, even the bye week. And I would literally stand right in front of Chip Kelly. I'd stick it up his shirt. I'd plug it in. So it's like, we're like. How you doing, Chip? Yeah, practically like kissing. Like, hey, Chip, like right there. <laughs> so it's like, you know, hey, coach, whatever. And just, he would nod. And then literally, no joke, he would see me in the hallways. He would see, I did the audio for press conferences. So we would have to walk in and literally yeah. look me right. He, he, it was like he'd never seen me before. It was like a vacant stare every time I saw him. James Seltzer, Shady McCoy, yes. Brandon Boykin. Yeah, I, when that guy all was like, who did not totally receive emotional intelligence. Yes. From one chip. Yes, ooh, but Chip, ooh, not a racist. It's white, black. It doesn't matter. He does it all the way around. <laughs> uh, we may have an answer with the urinal ice from Kevin in Malvern. Ooh. Kevin, what's going on tonight, buddy? Hey, guys. Uh, Kevin calling. Just to let you know. So when you have no running water, you dump ice in there. It saturates things down, keeps the urine crystallizing up in the pipes and clogging the pipes. Look at that. Look at that. Not so. It's definitely not for an odor factor. It's Kevin, definitely. Would you like to be our urine expert on the BGN radio show <laughs> or trough expert? <laughs> yeah, maybe. Our trough that expert. comes from years of running nightclubs. <laughs> <laughs> so okay, so you so because of explain it one more time to me. So when the urine has a high crystalline content, it'll crystallize up in the pipes and it'll clog the pipes. So oh, so it just equalizes and balances it out. Gotcha. Yep. Okay, enter it. And that, I love how you had him explain it twice. <laughs> well, I just, I just had to make sure. Like I didn't want to get the it's wrong like thing. Go into the, you know, like the Zapruder film. Like, <laughs> break this down for us, Kevin. Tell us stage by stage how this works. Yeah, uh, Kevin. What's the cra- since we were talking about it? You, what's the craziest? Doesn't have to be Eagles really. Maybe just a sporting thing that you have ever seen in your life. Craziest sporting thing. Uh, the Phillies come back against Pittsburgh. Uh, God, years ago when they went down like 10, 11, nothing in the first inning and then fought their way back and Jelts had uh, two home runs from both sides of the plate. Oh, God, that. I remember Jelty. that too. Yeah. Real quick, what's your craziest nightclub story that you could say on the air real quick? Uh, I, I can't even come up with one that I could say on the air right <laughs> too now. Many, too many going on. Well, we appreciate <laughs> yeah, the update, thanks, Kev. Kev. Thanks, man. So, okay. There you go. That's why that. So that makes sense. We are educating out here tonight. <laughs> because if everybody's drinking beer and renting it and recycling it, it's going to cause a lot of pipe damage right. at the facility. The Don't yes. mess with the pipes. Who knew? <laughs> who knew? Kevin knew. Kevin, that's who knew. That was clutch, man. That was a great job. That would have that would have like kept me up at night. 
<laughs> but again, still not enjoyable for eight-year-old John who's getting pee in the face. No, not man. as much fun. Let's get, get rid of troughs altogether. See, why don't they put ice in toilets and things like that? I don't like know. That's a great question because you would oh, think that's because water toilets run through. Yeah. Oh, yeah, so yeah. why flush. do you build troughs then? Exactly. Get rid of them altogether. I've had enough with the troughs. <laughs> All right. We'll get into some more football stuff, and uh, we'll get a little crazier with these questions. It is BGN Radio right here at Sports Radio 94 WIP. Just a little under a, uh, a half hour left in the program. It is BGN Radio on Sports Radio 94 WIP. John Barch and James Seltzer. And, of course, Mike DeFury behind the glass tonight. One thing we didn't mention from this past week that everybody should be excited about, by the way. Dan Snyder's back in charge in Washington. They are, I mean, this, this is the best Christmas in July, June that you can get as an Eagles fan. I mean, they are negotiating contracts Dan Snyder thinks they can get something done um Kurt I I just I I uh I, I know it's been a while but uh as I told you beforehand just don't sign anything and allow yourself to go to San Francisco just blow it all up make them pay I know you don't want to be there pal but uh Dan Snyder being in charge of Washington is a pretty exciting thing as as he's the one that's going to negotiate all the contracts Moving forward, this is amazing news. Yeah, I mean, like, it's literally equivalent to taking a giant torpedo and shooting it directly at the Washington football team. <laughs> like, it's just any chance they have of winning over the next whatever time he is in charge is over. Also, real quick, I have to mention this big news just found out during the break. Radio Hall of Fame called. They're taking the segment <laughs> on oh, urine. Wow. They're featuring it in their urine wing. That's of good. Radio. We, we made it. We made it, folks. Who knew you could do it on a Saturday night at 9.15, but we did it. We made it there to oh, go in man, there. That was too good. Uh, it is game night as well, so if you want to get involved with some questions, we can answer uh, and ask them for you uh, at 888-729-9494. Pound 94 and 94 in your Verizon AT&T cells. Tafiri, what do you got? All right, gentlemen, who's the most overrated and underrated player on the Eagles? Ooh. The most overrated. Oh, man, I'm going to get crap for this one. You ready? The most overrated player on this Eagles football team uh-uh. is Carson Wentz. Oh, no! Um, yeah, right? No! I mean, yes. At this point in time, Carson Wentz is the most overrated player on this football team. Hands down. Without a doubt. I like him. I love him. I think he's going <laughs> to be great at this point. He is not what, at what we want him to be yet. Okay, got to wait for the ninety. Real what was quick. it? The ninety day depth perception, right? That's right. That, See, don't uh, forget what David New Mexico said. So once we get um, past that, but so, I think he's the most overrated so, player on this team. I think there are two ways to interpret this because is it overrated nationally or overrated by us? Uh, I would. I was taking it as us because, as the Eagles. Okay, fan base. could could because if it's nationally, it's twenty seven and two. Oh yeah, yeah. An Eagle. oh yeah, definitely. And then I would also on that national uh, list, I would put Jordan Matthews on that list as well. And I don't know if that translates as oh, well yeah, to definitely. us. That's good. Uh, I, I, that would be my first thought for overrated. Underrated is a tough one. I feel like underrated until he is heralded as one of the best linebackers in the sport. It's just Jordan Hicks perpetually always the most underrated guy on this team every year. Right? Yeah, one hundred percent. I think it's hard not to kind of point in that direction. I'm going to throw one. I'm going to say Nigel Bradham's Ooh. probably the one of the most underrated guys on this football team right now. I mean, I know. Look, he's an idiot. That's been established. <laughs> a dumbass is actually a, a, a dumbass. Term. Is yeah. Well, and that's what Jim Schwartz called his words, not mine. Yeah, uh, and ours, and ours too. 
<laughs> throwing that around with a couple of guys in this football team. But overall, I mean, what else in your Sam linebacker can cover Antonio Brown for six seconds? It's true. You know, what, what that can also smash, you know, what whatever kind of uh, running backs that are coming through there can take those on. Uh, I was immensely surprised last season when they brought him on, and I just like, all right, you know, this guy's going to be a depth guy, a rotational guy, and then all of a sudden he's starting every single game, and he looks like a freaking all pro out there. Yeah, I think it was the. I think it kind of shifted because the, his first half of the season was so good, and then he kind of disappeared a little bit over the second half of the season. So I'm not Could really sure which Nigel Bradham is the Nigel Bradham that would the real one please stand well, up exactly. Please stand up. Thank you. Also, uh, real quick, uh, I just had one more guy who uh, might be a little overrated, Paul Turner. <laughs> no, I think he's perfectly ready. He will be in the Hall of Fame next year. Uh, Robin Asell, what's going on, buddy? How are you? Yo, guys, what's going on? Nothing much, man. What uh, you got? Some overrated and underrated Eagles in your on your brain? Well, I'll just say I, I, I hate to disagree with you, but I do. I don't think Carson Wentz overrated, considering he tell was him, Rob, a, because he was a rookie. I mean, what do you expect? You know what I mean? Oh no, he not did- not from a sense on the on the play of the field. I'm saying in Eagles people's minds of what he is versus right. what actually what he is. Like, well, I think people are going to come out here and expect 30 and 10 and yeah. 4,000 yards, and I'm going to say, I don't think it's going to happen yet. I think Well, considering the weapons he has now, he might get close to those numbers. I hope he does. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He gets those numbers. Eagles are a bona fide playoff. Oh, team. yeah, without a doubt. Yeah. All right, I, I see your context now. So my player, guys, who definitely did not play at the bar, who got paid buku money and didn't deliver as Fletcher. Oh, oh yes, 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 yes. Great use of buku there, too. To not show up to OTAs, and he's talking about, oh, I want to spend time with my family. Dude, you're the only professor that I know. You have a five-month vacation <laughs> to do nothing. I don't want to hear that. And would the great Reggie White do that? And if you look at his numbers before he got his big paycheck, this dude wasn't even in the top 20 or barely made the top 20 in tackles and sacks. So he's the most overrated player in my opinion. Wow, I love it. I know a lot of people probably would agree with it too. Mm-hmm. I, and, you know, but the NFL does. I mean, he was, what, he was 38 on the top 100 this year? and Yeah, but, yeah, but, but. <laughs> but. Yeah, we I, talked about the worst <clears throat> tweets of the week. Can we give a shout-out to J.J. Watt for the best tweet of the week? What was that? He quoted that list. He was number 35 on the list, or 38. Was Fletcher was 38. He was 35. He quote-tweeted and said, I played three games. This list is trash. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so yeah. as annoying as J.J. Watt is on uh, the, 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 the right? mic'd up and stuff. All right, that yeah. that deserves some respect. Yeah, yeah that's fantastic. Um yeah, and let's go. What do you think, Tafiri? Who Give me your Eagles first, and then I want to go National yeah, like Football National League too. as well. So who do you got as most overrated Eagle? Uh, I agree with you at Wentz. I think Wentz is, is overrated. I think we we pump him up before he's done absolutely anything in this league. Yeah. So overrated, I, yeah. Because I can't Wentz. go and say, like, oh, look what they're doing in Dallas to Dak Prescott and putting all these different numbers and Hall of Famers next to him. When they're, I think they're way overrating them. I can't say the same. Th- I have to say the same thing about what we're doing here in Philadelphia a little bit too. Is all I'm saying. Heresy. <laughs> uh, so who's underrated? On underrated. Your list? Um, I'm gonna go Malcolm Jenkins. Oh yeah, absolutely. Good That's I another good him. one. It's a strong one. Uh, I, yeah, I really like that too. And again, I I think that as far as between him and him and Hicks, I think are the two most important pieces right now on this. 
on this defense. Wow, I like that. I I I get that. I think you. It's hard pressed to say that Cox is not one of the two most important pieces on this defense, but. I certainly think that from a leadership perspective, those are your two guys, no doubt. I think if you, well, that's what I'm saying. If you took those two off the field. You'd have the biggest drop off. I think that's very fair, actually. I think you're right about that. Well, that's not true either, because I could say, well, if I remove Fletcher Cox and Brandon Graham, wouldn't that affect the defense more <laughs> at, at that point? I don't know. I don't know if it so, would, actually. Like, I mean, th- I mean, I, it would affect them, but like, it, so it's, Derek I think it's more there. conceivable to think that Derek Barnett, Chris Long, and Timmy Jernigan and whatever could get by than... Michael, Having no middle Michael linebacker, Kendricks and middle, I mean, like, what are you doing <laughs> there? Middle you know, linebacker like, what happens? Point. And and I said this to you before. I'll say it again and again and again until he's not a part of this team. I never need to see Jalen Watkins play football again, ever. Yeah, ever. yeah. Like never. Like I don't ever want to see that guy play again. Like I don't. I'm good. I'm good on my Jalen Watkins. <laughs> so Malcolm Jenkins would be a big loss as well. <laughs> that would be huge. Yeah, there is no real. Sa- where's the safety help? Where's the next Brian Dawkins if uh, if, Ma- if Malcolm Jenkins isn't there? All right. Uh, now let's go NFL. So, most overrated, underrated NFL. I mean, Dak is clearly the overrated, right? I mean, th- come on, come on. Yeah, uh, yeah. With probably. the running and the, oh, come on, like how much of that running game helped and how people don't ever seem to talk about they that they just talk about how Dak's the quarterback, <laughs> <laughs> whatever. Well, it's because he's the rookie of the year, and uh, yeah. you know all the accolades there. Um, who's uh, who's underrated? I need a NFL. second to think. Come back to me. Overrated NFL is. Uh, you know what? I know he only played three games here. I know I just gave him the game oh, of clips. No. How about this? No. How about that JJ Watt no. being a little bit overrated? Am I right? No, he's terrific. As far as no, he's he an is outstanding football. But player. in the same sense that I'm using, you know, like Carson <laughs> could do no wrong. JJ Watt can do no wrong. That's true, but he doesn't and really again, do he's much. Still wrong. like he's still on. Man, even when he was healthy, yeah. I, I shouldn't say that no, because it's not his awesome fault that they didn't have healthy. a quarterback and they kind of ripped in there. So I'll think of another one. To, to fear you got a you have a overrated. Overrated. NFL? I'm going to go uh, Odell Beckham Jr. Ooh, could not disagree. Damn it, more. that should have been mine. Uh, I think he's he's awesome too. What's but happening he, with the holdout the, uh, now too? Yeah, that's interesting. We haven't really talked about. It. He is holding out, I believe. Yeah, uh, that's yeah, man. Yeah, because. I would, I mean, you would still want him on this football team. And though, it's, right? Oh my God! Are you kidding? Bring him here. Let's go right now. It's the catch, right? It's the catch against the. It's the There's against a, I, the Cowboys, right? That's what. It, that's what did it all. I don't know. The last two years, he's, he's had some great, pretty, some pretty I mean, bad games. Okay. All right. Hold on. Yeah. I. Yeah. You mean the well? Then last, like, it's just been up and down. It hasn't been right kind up of, and right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. But I He'll, mean, that first year, yes, that catch was what got him on the board. But he had a run. Was he like the only receiver in football history to have like? Uh, Double to the catches in a hundred, whatever. Hold on, I mean, like, he's not, hold on. I like how casual we are tonight. Hold, so, hold on, I'm going to stop talking for yeah, a second. Well, hold on, I'm looking up his numbers <laughs> from. Yeah, what right, do well, we got? Last season, last season, not as good as two years ago. He did have some big games. He had the eleven, or sorry, seven for one twenty-one, eight for two twenty-two, ten for ninety-seven, ninety-four, a hundred yards, one fifty. But two years ago, or I guess what was it, three years ago when he came up in fourteen? I mean, he had that run where he had. Yeah, look at that. 185, 148, 143, 130, 90, 146, 93, 108, 156. That's a pretty good run. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, that's uh, yeah, I guess so. So, I think he I think more or less he's kind of like a perfectly rated. Yeah, there. I think he's perfectly rated. Yeah. He's pretty great. Uh most yeah, you got uh, most underrated? Yeah, I'm still looking here. I'm, don't try, think I'm, about looking, it. I'm trying to think of an um, underrated guy. Christian Hackett. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh <laughs> I would say that off the top of my head, man, I, I tell you what, let's stew on this for a second. If you have an underrated 
Eagle or NFL player. Yeah, I'll come up with one during the break. 888-729-9494. It oh, is, I got one. Oh, okay. I can wait till after this. Yeah, let's wait, and yeah. then uh, we'll uh, we'll barrage them all. It's BCN Radio right here on Sports Radio 94 WIP. It is BGN Radio on Sports Radio 94 WIP. Final segment as we're rolling right here. The beautiful, the talented, the uh, tan Andrew Porter will be uh, hanging out with you for the rest of the night till 2 a.m. Uh, did we figure out your most underrated NFL player? Yeah, I got two by now. Oh, wow. Actually, well, one you can't really say. Here's my one. I'm just going to guess that this guy is going to be underrated. Because he's so good, and I didn't realize how good he was even until I watched the Super Bowl, and that's Deion Jones. I think he's going to end up being the next most underrated guy, but that's not really a question. I'm going Quan <laughs> Alexander. No one knows who the hell he is. He's one of the best defensive players in football. Quan Alexander. Quan Alexander. How about that? I'm going to go with... Uh, Those bucks down there. I know you're a big fan of that roster. Yes, absolutely. A guy that <laughs> you I... love what they're building down there. Love what they're building God, down there. Oh, O.J. Howard. Never mind, sorry. Everybody else down there. I would say that uh, a guy I didn't like actually coming out of the draft, who I didn't think the... Thought the Eagles should stay away from him, and now I'm you know, eating my lunch. And I, Anthony Barr. From Ooh, the Minnesota he's Vikings. been terrific there. I think he's one of the most underrated NFL it's a players. Great one. If you, that whole defense really kind of Harrison Smith doesn't get the credit. Absolutely does. That whole defense is is somewhat underrated. In my mind. Porter, you got a uh, underrated NFL guy? See, I like you know I'm I'm gonna go with a more mainstream guy here. You guys are flying under the radar. With, I mean, Anthony Barr's a good one. Um, your guy, I don't think people even know. Yeah, Quan Alexander, he's a beast, yeah, good player. But I'm gonna go with Kirk Cousins. I've been Ooh! defending Kirk Cousins for so you long. You like that? I know people don't like him around here, but Kirk Kirk Cousins is top five (laughs) NFL passer. Look at this. I love this. (laughs) Look at his numbers. He's he's been insane. I don't need to see his numbers. I can look at him every Sunday and go, wow, that's freaking terrible. He he loses the big game because, you know. He doesn't even lose the big game. It's worse than McNabb. He's second in the NFL in passing. There's the a re- but there's a reason why there's why? a reason because he had a, he had a, a fantastic wide receiving core. Good, uh, good, a a good, freaking good. as much as I hate well, to you say, can't it. penalize him for having a good supporting cast. No, I I wouldn't, but right? I can also like, no, you can't. But, but there's why, also why is he not good? I just don't understand. So like, why why, why did Ryan good. Fitz why did Ryan Fitzpatrick have so many good years in New York? Was it because of Brandon Marshall? Was no, it because I mean, of Eric Decker? Was it because of Ryan Fitzpatrick? Ryan Fitzpatrick didn't have these kind of seasons and numbers. He had one season like Cousins. Yeah, this, not back to back seasons. So Cousins is a little better, and he's got yeah. the kind of the same kind of wide receiving court. And then all of a sudden, dude, at one point, what are we talking about? There were people comparing him. Would you rather have Aaron Rodgers or would you have Kirk Cousins? There's nobody more <laughs> overrated in the league than Kirk Cousins. Really? No one. They, I changed my answer. Forget Dak Prescott because I know we have like that back and forth. It's Kirk Cousins. <laughs> Kirk Cousins, most overrated player in the history of the NFL. Hands down. He's going to make $27 million. See, this is why I think he's underrated because of these kind of rants. That's my argument for why he's underrated. Oh, man. Yeah, I don't know. Do uh, you have any, uh, Fair, you got any underrated over there? Cole Beasley. Cole Be- <laughs> <laughs> And he runs out of the room. Yeah, that's not a bad one. I, I would say he's, he's a little underrated. underrated. Yeah. A little, a little underrated, bit. yeah. Let's go to Zach in Delaware. You got a, a underrated, overrated for us there, Zach? Hello? What's up, buddy? Hey, um, not really an Eagles fan. I just listen to guys all the time because of uh, the radio station availability. <laughs> Nice. Well, we really appreciate you living near this radio station. I mean, I I am listening. <laughs> I listen 
more than my girlfriend would like me to listen. Uh, it's fair. <laughs> well, it's tell fair. her, tell her we apologize in advance. No, she's a Cowboys fan. Uh, well, so. then, tell her then we we're hate not her. sorry. Yeah, <laughs> forget it. No apologize necessary. <laughs> um, the most underrated player I can think of as a Broncos fan is Chris Harris Jr. That's a Ooh, very good is, one. He's yeah, a, a, a good terrific one. defensive back and does not get a lot of credit. He did not allow a touchdown for almost two years. He is a shutdown corner, undrafted pick. He is a shutdown corner, part of the no-fly zone, as they like to call themselves. I wonder where they got that from, yeah, by the way. Never yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Who is your most overrated? Are you with me on Cousins? Uh... Definitely with you on cousins. See Porter, it's just, I mean, this is. I think this is a ludicrous. We appreciate it, Zach. Thanks, man. Everybody hates cousins here. I know. I know that, but you know, he could sixty-nine point eight percent in two thousand fifteen. Sixty-seven percent last year. Talking about completion percentage, forty-two hundred yards, forty-nine hundred yards, twenty-nine and eleven, twenty-five and twelve. I mean, his numbers are incredible. The last two years, he's been a top three NFL quarterback, statistically speaking. If he sustains that success over five seasons. We're not. He's now a good quarterback. So I'm not just going to assume he's he's not a good quarterback. Statistically, he's proven he's a good quarterback. Porter, who was your quarterback in fantasy last year? Uh, I don't remember. It wasn't Kirk Cousins. <laughs> it might have been. <laughs> it might have been. Is that what it is? Uh, yeah. He's no, hopping on the fantasy bandwagon. I, I, I have a bunch of teams. I don't even remember. I, I think if, team if you look at, I mean, just the way he throws, the type of balls that those wide receivers had to catch to make through, like it's. I just think that's such a qualitative argument that, like, we don't really He kneeled down in a playoff game because he didn't realize what time. Tony (laughs) Romo did the butt fumble or whatever he did, the the snap thing. Like, I mean, Tony Romo's a great NFL quarterback. Well, there's Sanchez, by the way. Sanchez. 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 He's talking about that snap. snap. Missed snap. In the playoffs. Game. Technically, that's not a quarterback thing Mc- to do. I mean, like, all these guys, <laughs> McNabb threw up in the Super Bowl. Like, you, we can do all that stuff, but, like, are they good or are they bad? And, like, Kirk Cousins, there's Kirk no Kirk Cousins way. is okay. Who would you have, Carson Wentz or Kirk Cousins? I'll take Carson. For take, one season, right now. For one season? Of yeah. course I'm going to take Cousins, because he's, right. he's had how many years in the league, and he's barely gotten up to where you're talking about in the last two years. I don't know. Maybe I'm crazy, but I, I think he's I think he's I'm gonna give him the benefit of the doubt until he starts I can't wait. until he sucks. I can't wait till until the end of this year to kind of see what this Lakota go to uh Lewis in West Philly. What's going on, man? <laughs> hey, how you doing? Good buddy. You got a overrated underrated? Um Let, I definitely the the underrated for me was pretty easy. The overrated I had to think about a little bit more, but the underrated um, it's actually uh, Amari Cooper from the receiver in uh, Oakland. I think the reason he's underrated is because he's one of those quiet guys. Um, and he's like the quiet of quiet guys, too. And But I really think if you ask like players around the league, like coaches, they would sing his praises as far as his route running, catching ability, catch radius, like explosion, like everything, but nobody really talks yeah, about it. Yeah, catch percentage, I, I all that stuff, I think you're right too. about that, but I think he's properly rated. I feel like people talk about that. I think the real underrated guy there is Michael Crabtree. No one ever talks about how good Ooh, he is, and he's one. been just as good, if not better, the last couple of seasons. It's amazing. Yeah, his, his, I feel like his career, I feel like he's been better there than he was. Than oh, he yeah, in the nine, in yeah totally, 100%. Yeah, for, for um, sure, man. You got an underrated one? Uh, for the uh, yeah, for, I got a that was my underrated. For the overrated, oh, overrated I was gonna say, um, and this is more of a national thing because I feel like he gets a lot of chances when he probably doesn't deserve them. Even when he was coming out in the draft, I felt like he kind of was. Um, but I'm gonna say Ryan Tannehill. 
Oh yeah! Oh yeah! Absolutely. Oh well, yeah! I don't know anymore. There are. I would say it's split fifty-fifty. There are some. Uh, what's that? Uh, well, he's got Cian Fahey. He's whatever. got a wizard coaching him, so you figure it'll work out <laughs> eventually, right? He's yeah, just maybe not good. Like we. No, he's not good. We've admitted that. I think. But that's like so. Like Tannehill's cousins light. But you that's can't say gets. that until cousins statistically becomes Ryan Tannehill. Like Cousins had two NFL seasons. I can look at he their skill. A, no, no, no. It's nothing to do with stats. Quarterback in I can the look at their skill sets. In football. I can look at his weak noodle arm and everything else, and it's about the same. You know, it's a, like it's a, it's his pretty close. His weak noodle arm is so qualitative. You can say that about Carson Wentz sometimes. Like he can't throw a deep ball, but the Redskins fans would say the same way about Carson Wentz. Porter, oh Porter. man, what are you doing? Uh, uh, what what you is can't? happening right you're, now? You're saying Carson Wentz now cannot he struggle. He struggle. The no, same I, I think he arm can. strength. No, 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 no. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying like if if he doesn't throw. A deep ball, you can't just say as a noodle arm strength. Like Cousins struggles with his arm strength, but clearly he's overcame that. And it's a thirty-two game sample now. I uh, yeah, I I guess thirty-two games is a decent enough sample we'll size. He's sixteen and fourteen in thirty-two games, or sir, eighteen and fourteen. How many playoff I, I, games he won in that? He won a division and a, and a tough. How many division. playoff? Uh, a tough division. They went yeah. nine and seven one year. <laughs> that was that year was was not as good. But last year was a great division, and they were eight and seven. And they and eight they seven did, and one. And they did exactly, and they yeah, didn't, I mean, they didn't get to the terrible. playoffs. So you're saying they went they won in a crappy division, and then they didn't in a good division. And then Kirk Cousins is suddenly I'm I'm tight. Well, Real Porter's coming. Real quick, yeah, yes! yeah, yeah. There it is. Real quick though, I do I I have a better one. Uh, uh, my underrated player is Casey Hayward. He's one of the best cornerbacks in football. No one ever talks about him. That is very true. Yeah. Casey Hayward. I know is that's a super random, but that's my real quick of the night, John. You'll love like that. Real quick, real quick. Uh, well, Porter is with you till 2 a.m. I'm not going to talk about Kirk Cousins anymore. Uh, well, he should for at least an hour. For at least an hour. That's what's coming up. Uh, we want to thank everybody for listening out there. Uh, I am John Bartzer for James Helson, and, of course, Mike DeFerry behind the glass. Thank you so much for listening for, to BGN Radio right here on Sports Radio 94 WIP.